0: Hey, all, this is Cassie, the host of Everybody. And ever since I can remember, I've been obsessed with how the human body works and how no matter what stage in life you're at, you can make amazing changes. Together, we're going to deep dive into topics like disease, nutrition, mental health, and more, all with a focus on how we can take steps toward living healthier, happier lives. Hello, and what is up, everyone? Welcome back to part two of our motivation episode. This little bonus part I decided to add in this week. I figured why not just go for all of it and forget about waiting till next week to continue this topic. So the questions that I'm going to answer from this topic right now um, actually came from the Facebook. Facebook community that I'm running. So it's called the Everybody Community, and I will link it in the show notes. Um, So you are welcome to head over there and join. It's public, it's free to anyone that wants to connect on a closer level. Um, I throw some health and fitness stuff in there. We have fun. But That's also where I'm going to be throwing some surveys and questions out about topics for the podcast when I feel like I need a little extra input from you guys. So feel free to head on over there after the show and give it a join. Now, what we're going to do is we are going to just go through some questions and or barriers that were brought to my attention from listeners about their motivation. And I'm going to give you a little bit of my two cents on what I would tell a client if I were sitting and meeting with a client and they said, yeah, but this is happening. So first one is... Um, not being able to stay motivated because you're not seeing changes or progress as quick as you'd like with a new, you know, nutrition program, exercise program, something like that. Uh, so, first, what I would tell you is if you said, Well, my barrier is I'm just not seeing progress, and so it makes me want to quit. First, check your expectations, do some research. Do you really know how long it should take for you to see progress based on the program that you're doing? Do you know how long it takes to build muscle? Do you even know if you're progressing? Did you take pictures? Did you measure your weight, your body fat percentage, circumference measurements, right? How do you really know if you've made progress or not? So that is step one. If you haven't done those first things, that's what you need to do. Take your weight, take some pictures, take some circumference, take your body fat measurements. Now, when you're first starting a new fitness program or exercise program, it can kind of go one or two ways. You can drop a lot of weight really fast and that's usually water weight. So once you start sweating and putting out more energy, things like that, you'll start to drop a lot of water weight. So that happens to some people. They drop a lot of weight really fast, you know, first couple of weeks, and then it kind of tapers off and they're like, well, wait, what happened? What happened? Well, you know that's you don't you only have so much water weight that you can drop. You're not going to keep dropping weight that quickly. Um, it wouldn't be normal or healthy. Um, or it can kind of go another way. So you can have something called a metabolic response. And really, what that means is when you start exercising for the first time, whether it's the first time ever or just the first time in a long time. Um, it creates a stress response for your body. So your body doesn't necessarily know the difference between stress from exercise and stress from other things. So you can have this metabolic response where the exercise actually stresses your body a little bit. And when your body feels stressed, it releases cortisol. And cortisol can actually make you gain weight. Now, I promise this response won't last forever. It's usually first couple of weeks and your body will sort it all out, figure it out, and you will start to drop then. Um, What is safe to lose as far as weight is really just one to two-ish pounds a week. That's safe weight loss. Um, And there's reasons, lots of reasons, I'm not going to go into them too deep right now about why you don't want to lose weight too quickly. But what I'll tell people is if weight, if it's the scale that you're really looking for, You need to pick a day of the week that you're gonna weigh in. So get up in the morning, go to the bathroom, take off all your clothes, step on the scale, record your weight. And after recording your weight for several weeks, not necessarily paying attention to the week to week number, but looking at week number one, week number six, week number 12, things like that. Is it going in a downward motion? If so, you're doing the right things. You can't expect to see huge weight drop every single week, um, and then something else to pay attention to are is something called non-scale victories. Non-scale victories is anything that you have noticed improving that has nothing to do with the scale. So, Are your clothes fitting better? Do you have more energy? Were you able to get up the stairs without huffing and puffing? Are you picking up heavier weights? Are you going through longer workouts or the same workout and not getting as tired? You know, all those non-scale victories are way more important than a number on a scale. So what I would say is to start with making sure that you have the correct expectations. You're doing your research or you're reaching out to someone that knows more than you about it and asking how long will this take? And then getting some initial measurements. So I actually had a client at the gym the other day saying, how long will it take until I start seeing results? And I said, what do you mean? Because in my mind, I think she looks fantastic compared to the first day that we met. And she said, well, I don't feel like I'm getting as toned as I would like to or I would have expected. And I said, well, how do you know you're not? And she kind of looked at me, I said, did you take pictures? Did you hop on a scale? Did you take circumference measurements, anything the first day that you started? And she said, no. And I said, well, there's your problem because I think you have made progress and you haven't seen it. So sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit either. So you need to be able to measure these things so you actually know if you're making progress or not. But I promise you that if you stick with something, you will see progress, but it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, usually I will tell my clients, really, you have to do something continuously for somewhere between three and six months to really take an accurate assessment of what's been going on. So if you're going to commit to a new fitness program, a new exercise program, a new nutrition program, you're in it for the long run if you really want to see results, that three to six months is really that initial time where you're going to take a look back and say, okay, in the last three months, in the last six months, what's changed? Next question is, Getting bored. So the barrier is I get bored and I lose my motivation. So, what I would say if you're someone who you feel like you get bored easily with exercise or fitness or nutrition is first taking an assessment of what keeps you interested, what makes you not bored, right? Because what you choose to do isn't as important as actually doing it. So you need to find something that you actually like to do. So for people that feel like they get bored quickly with an exercise program, what I would say to them is if you're a gym goer, you need to find a gym that has a lot of complimentary classes. So I'm a personal trainer at the Wisconsin Athletic Club. We have a ton of complimentary classes, which means they're included in your membership and you can go to as many as you would like. So if you're someone who gets bored easily, making sure you've got access to a bunch of different classes if you're a gym goer. If you're a workout at home type of person, getting access to a fitness platform that's virtual, that has a whole bunch of options for you as well. Um, But I would also say, you know, can you take a self-assessment of what you call getting bored? And are you getting bored or are you losing motivation because you have some extrinsic type of motivations and you haven't really found your why yet? Because what I'll tell you is if you have a really deep connection to why you're doing something, you won't necessarily have to worry too much about boredom. But if it's more just like, yeah, you know, I I get sick of lifting weights and then I want to run and then I get sick of running and I'd rather go back to lifting weights. That's fine. It really is totally fine. What you need to do is make sure that whatever outlet you use, whether it's a gym or a virtual um type of class or you know you just have a gym set up at home that you have options so that if you know you get bored easily then maybe you're planning you know for three weeks i'm going to do this and then i'm going to switch it up and for three weeks i'm going to do this or you know if you're a gym goer i'm going to do pilates on monday strength on tuesday a water class on thursday you know you've got that planned out so you're prepared for when you start to get bored you're ready to switch that plan up right away Uh, Next is, how do you stay motivated or get motivated when you're returning from an injury or a surgery? And this is really, really actually very interesting. So usually it goes one of two ways. Someone's recovering from an injury or surgery and they do too much too fast because they just cannot wait to get back or they're at such a lower level than they used to be um, and or are fearful of movement at this point And they don't want to do anything at all. So what I would say is if you are coming back from an injury or a surgery and number one, you're fearful of movement, that's where you definitely need to make sure that you are working with, first of all, a person, sorry, a physical therapist and make sure you finish all your physical therapy And then you get in touch with a personal trainer or a coach or someone that can help guide you back to exercise. Because sometimes it's going to take someone extra to make sure that you're pushing yourself enough, but safely. Now, you need to reframe your expectations of yourself when you're coming back from an injury or a surgery. Your brain still has that picture of you pre-surgery, pre-injury. Um and you're coming back and you'll probably find that you're not able to do as much or the same things as you were before having surgery, which makes total sense, right? So what you need to do is number one, reframe your expectations. So when you are setting your goals and setting up your plan for how you are going to return to exercise or sport after an injury, you need to take that plan in a way That is not the same as you would have pre-injury. So for example, I had a knee surgery a few years back. And when I first came back, I was really frustrated. Like I could barely bend my knee to get around on the bike. I was having trouble, a lot of pain. And Instead of me continuing to push and say like, oh, I'm just going to squat through this or whatever, I took myself into the pool and I thought if I can start lunging and squatting and running in the water, eventually I can take it to land. And that's what I did. But if you're coming back from an injury or surgery, you must do your physical therapy first. If you're done with your physical therapy, get in touch with a personal trainer or a coach, or something like that. Someone that can help guide you back into your sport or activity safely um, and with confidence because that is super important. Next is I have an unsupportive spouse or partner. This is really tough, especially if it's someone that you are sharing meals with, um, someone that relies on you being present or your time, you know, being around them. Um, This is really tough. So first of all, I would say if you feel like your spouse or partner is unsupportive, uh, you need to sit down and have a conversation and ask why are they not supportive? So is it really that they're not supportive of you or is it that you think that they're not supportive of you and you haven't really talked about it so you don't really know? So that's step one is sitting down with your spouse or partner and saying, these are the changes I'm trying to make. And this is my why. And if you listen to the last episode, we talked about finding that deep why. And I think if you are open and honest with someone who truly cares about you and they know your deep down why you want to do something, hopefully they'd be a little more supportive. Uh, but something else that you can do is, um, you know, scheduling things. So lots of times we have shared calendars with our spouse or partner. And um, in the calendar, we mark off things like doctor appointments, work meetings, you know, non-negotiables, things that I have to be at. That when I'm there, you know, I need you home with the kids or whatever. Um, and use that to schedule your exercise time. You know, if you put it in the calendar, it shouldn't matter where you're going or what you're, you know, what you're doing. You know, your exercise time is just as important as a doctor's appointment because it's going to avoid you needing to go see the doctor. Um, But finding a way to still block out your time. And then if you're thinking nutrition-wise, understanding that obviously you share a grocery bill, you share meals together, doing the best you can to make your meals um, what you need them to be. Um, So something that I'll talk to people about is called like a simple swap. So if I'm starting to eat spaghetti squash instead of noodles and it's spaghetti night, well, I'll still make the noodles and the regular meal for my family. I'll make sure that I have some spaghetti squash already prepped so I can just make a simple swap, swap out my squash for the noodles, and everybody's still happy. Um, I would think over time, if your spouse or partner initially seemed unsupportive, Hopefully when they see how hard that you're working and the amount of time and energy that you're putting into uh, getting the results that you want, it may open them up a little bit. And I actually just had a conversation with someone else the other day who is kind of in the same boat. I've actually had two conversations recently, which is, I don't know, kind of sad in my opinion, um, both women, um, whose husbands just aren't extremely supportive or say like their goals are too big, or there's no way you can achieve that or that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it's kind of sad, but I just talked them through it and said, you know what, you have to write out your plan, you have to stick to your plan. And eventually, once they see how hard you're working, and maybe once you start seeing some results, maybe you drop a little weight, maybe you fit better in your clothes, maybe you just have better energy, or you're happier, or, you know, things like that, that they're going to get on board, because they're going to see that you're happy. And typically, if we have a spouse or a partner that we're sharing that much time with, whether we're living together or married or something like that, I mean, usually, they're going to want you to be happy. And if they see that what you're doing makes you happy. Um, hopefully they'll get on board with it. You know, it may take a few weeks of you pushing past some um some of their negative comments or things like that and just kind of show them show them what you're doing for yourself. Make it a challenge, make yourself proud, you know. Um So that's my two cents on that. So, uh we've got two more barriers. One is being unprepared or having a lack of knowledge and This goes back to the last episode where I talked about autonomy and feeling competent about something. So when you have the opportunity to learn, you want to learn as much as you can. So if it's like, you know, I really want to start doing whatever powerlifting and I have no idea about anything about powerlifting, nutrition, about it, whatever. Well, you're probably going to go. Get a book and read about it. Go online, read some blogs, listen to some podcasts. You know, it's just like if you were going to go try to fix your furnace, you wouldn't just go do it. You would have some some kind of like guide of how to do it or look up how to do it or, um, Maybe you don't want to fix your furnace and you hire someone to do it, right? And so that's where a trainer or a coach could come in. So if you feel like you don't know enough, that's where you're going to reach out and find someone who is an expert in this area uh, that can step in and help you learn and understand. Um, Another thing that I'll tell people is, you know, if you're ready to take something on, whether it's joining a gym, or a virtual fitness community something that I run, when you have the option to have like an add on to your subscription, or whatever it is, take it 100% of the time, do it, even if it costs a little more money, do it. So, um, you know, I'll give you two examples, one in my virtual fitness community, you can sign up to just get fitness, or you can sign up with a program that's just a tad more expensive, but you get all the fitness um, programs, all the nutrition programs, um, samples of supplements, things like that. And it's like, well, just for a little bit more, you could get so much more knowledge and try new things and learn so much more. Or for example, at the gym that I work at, when you sign up, you get two free personal training sessions included in your membership. And there's so many time new members will be like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. What? It's two free sessions. Do it. Take the free sessions. Take whatever it is that's offered at you, because if you feel unprepared, if you feel not competent, if you feel like you need the help, just take it, even if it's a few extra dollars, take it, you know, in the long run, it's going to pay off for you to build your competence and be able to continue your journey independently, with some autonomy, some competence, feeling so good about yourself, it's totally worth it to put in the extra few dollars or the extra few hours or whatever it is, um, in the long run to make you more successful last barrier, and this one we could talk about for hours, but we won't, um, is staying motivated when I'm eating out or going to a social activity. Uh, With COVID right now, I know there's a lot of us that aren't doing things like this. But, you know, once we start getting back out into the world again, or maybe you're getting, you know, you've got people in your bubble, you're going over to their house for dinner, something like that. um, You know, you have to really be prepared, And preparation is key in situations like this. So what I'll say is plan ahead. So if I know I'm going over to a friend's house for dinner versus going out to a restaurant and ordering off a menu, or maybe we're just ordering in dinner, um, you need to plan ahead. You need to look at the menu. You need to understand what your choices are and make your choice before you get there. So If I'm going out to dinner and I know what restaurant I'm going to, obviously we usually know where we're going before we go. Pulling up that menu online, taking a look at it, um, letting yourself, you know, pick pick something on there that you know um, is still in line with what you're trying to do. Now that doesn't mean every time you go out to eat you have to eat a salad. Not what I'm saying. Um, You know, if you're planning to go out and you are planning to splurge too. Like sometimes that's all right too. So if you've stuck with your nutrition plan the whole week and you're going out to dinner on Friday and you want to order, you know, whatever it is that you want to order and you've planned for it, then go for it. You know, I'll say, make sure your nutrition is awesome all day. You're planning for this bigger dinner tonight. So maybe you're eating a smaller lunch to make up for it. Um, Go out, order what you plan to order, eat it, do not feel guilty about it and move on with your life, right? So number one, you never need to punish yourself for splurging a little bit on food so if you go out and you eat more than you planned or something like that that doesn't mean you go home and you punish yourself with exercise exercise is not a punishment exercise is a celebration and a service to your body i'm celebrating what my body can do and i'm serving myself with exercise because i know that it's going to benefit me and my health it's never a punishment but if you are trying to stick to your nutrition plan, you need to plan ahead. You need to look at the menu. You need to give yourself limits, right? Like if there's bread on the table, I'm not going to eat the extra bread, or I'll allow myself a drink before dinner, and then after that, I'm just having water. Or you know, what are what what are the the um, what are you going to give yourself? What is your plan? Map it out know what you're going to do when you get there. And then when you get there, execute it, right? So, you know, again, if you're someone who likes a challenge, make it a challenge. If you're someone who um, wants to reward themselves, feel proud of yourself, you know, when you go, um, make sure that you are sticking to your guns. um, And make sure that if the people that you're going out with are close enough for you to be able to share what you're doing and why you're doing it with them, do that, you know, If you're going out with a group of friends and you're just like, hey, just so you know, I already know what I'm going to order. I'm only having one drink. I'm skipping out on dessert. Um, You know, so just please don't offer me extra stuff because it's going to be hard for me to say no. Your friends be like, oh my God, that's awesome. Good for you. Cool. We're not going to pressure you at all. You know, that kind of thing. Um, And then something else I suggest too is if you know you're going to be sitting and chatting for a while after dinner. Um, can you remove yourselves from the table where you've actually eaten your meal, right? So like, is there a patio you can go out to? Um, Or could you guys you know, take your stuff and go on a walk after dinner or something like that. So like, instead of continuing to sit at the table with all the food that's still sitting there, that's not eaten, can you get up and remove yourselves from there and go hang out somewhere else? Or maybe you just bring your glass of water or your drink with you, and then you don't have all that food tempting you either. So, um... That's that's kind of my two cents. You know, going out can go one of two ways. It's either you know you're going to splurge and you're still going to plan that splurge by looking at the menu and then making sure you feel no guilt about it, um, going out, enjoying it and being done or giving yourself limits and saying, this is what I'm ordering, this is what I'm eating, maybe sharing that with the people that you're going with so that you don't feel pressured when you get there. Um, and then after dinner, if you can remove yourselves from the table to a different location where there isn't still food sitting in front of you or the waiter continuing to come back and ask if you'd like dessert or things like that. So so yeah, those were uh, the top questions from the Facebook, Facebook community. So I really hope that uh, this little extra bonus episode was helpful for you. Um, again, I'd love your feedback. So if you wanna hop into our Facebook group, please do that. Um, leave a comment uh, down below on the show. Rate, review, all those things. Um, I'm always looking to make sure that I'm serving you guys as the listeners and telling you things uh, that you want to hear. So, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this little extra episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And next week we've got an interview with my friend Abram from Abram's Health and Fitness. Abram specializes in helping people lose 50 pounds or more. So we have a nice little interview where we chat about all things health and fitness. Uh, I think you guys are going to love it. He is fantastic, brings the fire, lots of energy. Uh, So you can look forward to that next week. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I truly hope you've learned something today about your body, and I know you're thinking of someone right now that would love to listen to this too, so go ahead and send it to them. Until next time, make sure to drink plenty of water, move your body, and smile often.